0: I'm Maddie Gill, and you're listening to On Equal Terms, my podcast where I discuss inequality and other sociopolitical issues and their effects on teens. Today I had the chance to talk to CPP junior Mike Bankston about racial inequality. We got to discuss the specific effects of racial inequality on teens, the need for more opportunities to learn about different cultures, and even some of Mike's own personal experiences. One thing that really stuck with me from me and Mike's conversation was his views on how important it is to discuss all aspects of the civil rights movement when we're in elementary and middle school, because too often it, then whole movement is just boiled down to MLK and Rosa Parks when there's so much more. Hey, Mike, what's up? Oh, no,
1: nothing much,
0: how about you? <laughs> Everything's going good. Um, Thanks again for coming to talk to me today. Um yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you because I know last year and kind of this year too, we've both we were both part of the student equity group here at the high school. I know I learned a lot from that. Like being able to talk to people about their different experiences. What how about you, I guess?
1: Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I think it really helped me. I think more so public speech. I know it wasn't like a big crowd or anything, but yeah. it did help me talk in front of a group of people more because I used to be that shy kid in the yeah. <laughs> like in class presentation. Like, uh, I don't know how to talk. But, uh, yeah, I think it also helped me um, really express how I feel about being an African-American student here, specifically in Corning. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm glad people saw eye to eye with me on that, and I know it's just not African-Americans, other races too.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: what I love about
0: it. Yeah, especially in Corning, it's such a white-dominated school. Mm -hmm. It's like 98% or something like that. They're like 93, something like that. Not 98. No, sorry. Yeah, but it was like 90%. (laughs) And, like, there's such a small chunk of, like, African-American students Mm -hmm. and even smaller chunks of, like, Hispanics Mm -hmm. and, all these others. So it's really cool to be able to come together and just talk, share experiences, and learn different perspectives. And so the reason why I brought that up, because we are talking about racial inequality today. Um, do you kind of want to talk about kind of things you've seen in school, outside of school?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about my personal experiences too. So for me, it was rough because I'm coming from Atlanta, predominantly black. Mm-hmm. city if anything that's why they call it black hollywood <laughs> but um yeah coming from atlanta to here was like whoa like what is going on yeah um, and as, at first i sort of felt like i had to act fake because i didn't want to seem like that stereotypical black kid from honestly not from the nicest part of atlanta but coming from a place where it's like uh what should i say Just decent, let's just say decent. Coming from a decent area to like here where it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like I just had to act fake almost. (laughs) It sounds bad, but I had to act fake and so I had to just open up. And I eventually found out that um, they don't like me for who I am, then. Why waste your time with them? Yeah. So then, I mean, I opened up over the years, but I've been trying not to act as fake as much. Um, yeah, I'm starting to open
0: up more um, yeah and I feel like for so many people it's kind of that way where because you you think because you're from a certain area where you you know we're in a certain culture and then you like switch to a completely different area people have to people sometimes feel like they have to act a certain way just to fit in mm-hmm. and I know I don't experience this as much as I know a lot of other people do, or just I don't experience this, but I know that some people, I've talked to some friends like Marika, who say, like, some people say they're not white enough, some people say they're not black enough, and that's I feel like that's got to be really difficult for people, especially teens who are really just trying to fit in and figure themselves out.
1: Um, The whole I don't think someone's black enough thing, that's just from... Not having enough spe- not having enough experience with other races. Because yeah. if you go to Howard University, just shoot, there's like a whole bunch of different characteristics and personalities within black culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know black culture isn't like the same as I'm just gonna say white culture, but yeah. It's not like we're any different, you know? We're still human beings. Like, we still love art. We're still smart. I know um, my cousin, he goes to Georgia Tech. He wants to be, he wants to do um, computer science. That's crazy. So um, it's like, I know so many white people that are into computers and computer science and stuff like that, and it's like, not black enough. Like, what, you want me to be a stereotypical hood? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> you want to be the uh, stereotypical African-American from the ghetto or the slums of the hood? Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just being myself.
0: Yeah. You know? There's not, like, one way to portray a certain ethnicity or race. Exactly. Like, I I was on a soccer team. Like, I just quit the team. But it was pretty much, you know, they were, like, all white. And mm-hmm. very, they were all very conservative like all their parents were conservative even my coach one day mm-hmm. um I had come back I don't even remember I was just like super tan one day because I am you know I am Latina yeah. and <laughs> somebody said some one of my teammates were like oh my god Gil you're really tan I was like yeah I'm Hispanic and my coach goes oh I didn't know you don't look Mexican you know like I think like and hey, that's a weird example but like there's not you know, a certain way you should look or a certain way you should act just because of, like, who you are. And, um, yeah, I feel like that, like I said, it kind of shapes a lot of teens into, you know, thinking they do have to act a certain way. Um, and I think society kind of pushes that because of stereotypes.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I fully agree with
0: yeah. yeah, um... And do you think just from kind of like what you know and what you've experienced, what do you think that people, even like teenagers, can do to help create a better environment for everybody? I know it's a broad question, but if there's some way you could maybe talk about like speaking out.
1: I mean, like for other teams... Teams. Other teams to help out, like with people that are struggling with
0: racial
1: inequality.
0: I guess just
1: like my advice is just be yourself. Like that's really I tell myself that every single day. Yeah. Like, yeah. As a team, I don't know how to help other people. I guess we could actually shoot. You could do like what um the African American Culture Club's doing. Yeah. Do
0: you want to talk about
1: that? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, the African American Culture Club is Sort of like the Asian, Asian American Association. Associ-
0: yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. Yeah, an Asian American Association. Okay,
1: but yeah, like that. Where we just, we just like to have fun, share our culture with not only African Americans but other people who are interested in joining the club. Like I know we have um, Gavin Dominguez. He's Latino, um, mm-hmm. and we have some people that are actually from Africa, like Didi. Yeah, and. Um, I think Nisu, his sure. parents are African. Yeah. But yeah,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: But I know you still share some of the African culture. And that that, that really helps with. <laughs> but that really helps us because we try to understand the African culture too because we're African American. We don't know everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like me, I try to go back to my roots. Like, I know that I'm. Ninety-something percent Senegalese, and that I found out through Ancestry.com, my uncle did that. <laughs> that um, my ancestors came from Senegal. They went from Senegal to London, and then on the ship from London was called the um, something Bankston. That's how I got my last name. And oh, that's really cool. Know, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I just like, I just like, I just love my culture.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I love Africa. Yeah, I think like that's like why the African American Culture Club, like things like that are so important and it's so important that you have people who are not just African American. Like having people from other cultures to like who are actually genuinely interested in learning new cultures, it really does help for a more like it helps create more aware and understanding people. And I think just in general if people you know, educate themselves on different cultures, that's kind of an issue. Like, especially in America, people are so close-minded about. They judge everything against how their culture is. And that's, I think that happens everywhere, but it is, you know, specifically right now, a lot, uh, a lot of the times Americans do that because, you know, they, I guess, think a certain way. And like I said, they judge everything and everyone based off of, you know, their own, like, only their view, and if everyone kind of, you know, learns about each other, it does help for just a better understanding, and everyone just kind of knows everybody. Well, going back to your one question, like, how can teens help out
1: other teens? I think adults will have to get more involved, to be honest. Like, you know how Mr. Bacallus is having that, um, or created that African American Studies?
0: Yeah, that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um I was in it, but honestly, I felt uncomfortable because there were not African Americans as much as I thought they were gonna be in there. Mm-hmm. So I kinda dropped that should end in it
0: though. But um Yeah.
1: But uh yeah, I think there should be more stuff on that.
0: Like Yeah, like more opportunities for mm-hmm. people to learn. And
1: when well, we you know how everybody in middle school, not middle, yeah, like middle elementary school mm-hmm. learns about, like, Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Rosa Parks, yeah. like the key figures of the civil rights? Yeah. I think we should go more in the depth, into the depth of that because, like, why not learn about it? It's history, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like, honestly, I feel like some people try to, su- like, suppress black history. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I don't know. It makes me sad.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, I get touchy on this stuff.
0: No, you're good. I so. And um, yeah, it. I think it is so important because that was such a huge time, not just for you know African American people, but that was such a huge movement. I think it impacted globally, and mm-hmm. because it is so significant, we should just like you said, go more into depth about it than just two important people. Because although they were major figures who led the way, there were so many people behind them too. Mm -hmm. I think you would say something similar.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, like we said, just kind of if people do take action by, you know, creating classes in schools for people to understand or, you know, creating clubs and just creating opportunities for, you know, especially teens to kind of understand that kind of thing and understand other cultures. It allows them to grow into people who, you know, know about it and have a kind of diverse mindset because inequality in a lot of forms come from, people seeing one way and believing something from only their perspective so if you know like this generation and generations following us and I guess it had everybody really but if we just learn more about it and help people learn more about culture then like I said like it impacts everybody and like really nobody kind of Loses from learning more about other cultures.
1: I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like kind of like in Spanish class. We only know the language, but we don't know the culture.
0: Yeah, I think Senora Corbelon has created an international club, but they, yeah, she can't get enough people to join. But what they do is they would, in theory, they would bring in like different foods and art forms and like literary and book visual art too. Where do I sign? <laughs> i know i want to be a part of it um so if we really allow those to expand mm-hmm. then you know people learn and people want to know more and people are able to you know connect better with other culture cultures yeah <laughs> um yeah and i think that's why i found you know the student equity group so huge because i know some of the things i faced i have a crazy white 85 year old man for a neighbor who absolutely hates my family. And yeah, he has said some things he, uh, that he basically called my family essentially the N word for Hispanics. And, um, yeah, I think just, yeah, I think older generations, you know, don't, didn't learn as much and so if we create these generations where we do have that access to learning that really benefits everybody
1: yeah i think it's just the influence of the older generations having an impact on the newer generations yeah because the older generations i don't want to say stuck in the past but
0: i mean they grew up a certain
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it has has had an impact on newer generations yeah I mean, like, I'm glad our school is taking action. I, I have seen, a, like, a decrease in, like, racial tension here and yeah. like, comments, like, getting called a nigger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad people have taken action because I know they think about kids like me who actually care and not just walk away from it, you know, like, actually stand up for myself and say you no. Know, Dog.
0: Yeah, and that's so huge for even one person to just stand up mm-hmm. um, because it can, you know, cause other people like if you like if one person saw you doing that, they, and the next time somebody said something to them, they might stand up. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a huge chain reaction. And going back to when you said like these newer generations with, you know, our new generations is so much technology and through social media, mm-hmm. we have all these huge influencers in like, media and, and, like, music who kind of do use their platforms to speak out. Um, and right. I, th- yeah, I think that's really, really cool.
1: I agree with you, but I think people who are, like, like, real popular people, real popular celebrities should step up more, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like,
1: I know Samuel Jackson and, like, Morgan Freeman have, but I'm talking about, like, Let's say Bill Gates. Yeah. That would be cool if you addressed, like, an equity issue. Or yeah. an equality issue.
0: Yeah. And because, you know, it is so, so important. And the people who do have that kind of influential power should be using it. Mm-hmm. Because you can, you know, have a bunch of money and a lot of people can look up to you. But if you're influencing them the wrong way or you're kind of staying neutral about everything then, you know, you're not using that influence you have to the fullest. I agree, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Mike, again so much for joining me today. Um you're Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think this is totally, like you said, like just creating opportunities for people to learn about cultures and by and – calling on people with influence to influence people. And if we, uh, I think what we kind of also learned is that if we use our media and like use the power we have, um, even as students in a school, by, by creating opportunities like clubs to really like spread the word, like share our information, share our experiences, you know, everyone kind of benefits. I agree, yeah. Yeah, so thank you again so much for joining me. Uh <laughs> um yeah. Again, a huge thank you to Mike for sitting down with me for this episode. Don't forget to tune in next time for the final episode of this series where I'll be discussing inequality and discrimination surrounding the LGBTQ community with freshman Jamie Edinger Vanetta. I'm Maddie Gill, and this has been On Equal Terms.